Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Welcome back, Novello Nation, to another episode of the Aaron Novello Podcast. We have with us an absolute rock star, somebody who's been in the business for just five long years. And in that time, has done something pretty remarkable, not only building a gigantic uh, team, but also got into expansion, becoming an octopus and opening up uh, all these separate ancillary companies and businesses. Mr. Mike Dooley, I appreciate you taking the time to be with me, brother. No, we're pumped to be here. Can I like have you with me like every day, like before I go on a date with my wife? You know, just like, <laughs> can we record it before and just say, you know, be the hype man, the Michael Buffer, you know? For sure, man, whenever you need it. And uh, yeah, I forgot to mention 417 plus deals, 117 million uh, in volume. So we're talking to the real deal today. And what I find so fascinating, Mike, and we were talking about this prior to, you know, jumping on off camera that you've been doing this for five years, man. Like I've been in the business for 15 years and to watch what you're doing and the way that you're doing it as quickly as you're doing it is pretty remarkable. So I guess I'm curious, can you share with the audience how, you know, what you were doing prior to real estate and perhaps how that has served you in this particular realm? Yeah, I might actually answer a question. Now I have an amazing, amazing team and people that really do it all. And some of them say I do nothing. So it's, it's kind of nice, you know, and I don't want to say the face because I don't have that good of a face. You know, my wife obviously be the face, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing I think immediately I realized in the beginning is that when you get into real estate, people put limiting beliefs and they put barriers and they put things on you and they say, you know what? Uh, the average agent in the United States does seven deals in a year. How many times have you heard that? So what you do is you go, oh, 10 is really good. What we did is we set a standard for you and your life, right? And what I realized is I had a coach and in our first year, he challenged me to do 82 million. So think about that. We didn't say, hey, do five deals, right? So when you need to do that level of a massive of business, just so you know, we did not hit that number, right? We were like half that, which is still, I was pretty pumped. It was like 47.5 million is we, we put systems in place. We put people in place. And you know what else? I'm always a learner. I went to 13 trainings in my first year, and they were all over the United States. I remember Kristen Cole's expansion summit in Arizona. I went to different trainings, and I just learned what are the, what are the best doing, right? And Gary always talks about, and this is Gary Keller, success leaves clues. So, you know, like history repeats itself, the same thing. Successful people do the same things a lot of times. So I continue to implement those in my life and my business. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, and you were sharing with me as well off camera that you, your background prior to real estate was in corporate business. Now I'm curious, I love the mindset and I love how not placing limiting beliefs on yourself and how when somebody challenged you to do right out of the gate, you know, like 80 million that forces you to think much, much bigger. Like, how could I do that? I'm wondering how not only that mindset, but also from a corporate environment helped you to build what you've built so quickly? 
Yeah. Don't you love it when a guest doesn't really answer your first question? You know, I liked it. <laughs> what, a, what a great host you are is bringing us back to it. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the last thing I did before I launched real estate is I launched Yankee Candle at Walmart. So yes, a big business, if you will. And I, I think too, a lot of people think big business sometimes means, oh, you got all these people doing all those things. We were really kind of only me on the ground in Bentonville, Arkansas. So there wasn't like all the staff and all this people. So I think that was my first taste of kind of being an entrepreneur where you have to do everything, right? And I think in real estate, there's a little bit of that. Oh, wait, you have to show property. Oh, you got to write this contract. You're doing all facets of the building as a business. As they always talk about, there's 200 tasks to close a home. And I think that was the first piece where I said, you know what? I can be resourceful and I can ask questions and ask people and bring people into my life to do this. And, and that was just an aha for me is I was about to turn 40. And I don't know about anyone else. If you either are 40 or you're about to turn 40, that's one of those ages where you go, okay, does the rest of my life look like this? Corporate America was awesome. But you know what? I wanted to give back to charities and the charities I wanted to give back to. And I wanted to give back at a high level. I've listened most recently to a Netflix um, show. It's called, um, oh, you made me slip it, but it's basically Billions. And it's basically this education. It's only like 23 minutes long. And it was about billionaires. They own equity. They own businesses. And that continues to be an aha to me. If you want to be able to donate at a high level, having a job, and I'll just tell you one snippet from this video that stuck with me from Netflix. It said, if I earn $100 an hour, and that's a great living, right? But say in the, in the market, say you average 10%, right? So now I have $110. But what if I own a business or I come from wealth and I, I make $100 million and then I make $10 million? That's a dramatic difference that you can actually touch so many more people's lives and giving and whatever you're doing. So if I wanted to invest, what do I invest $10 in? I already lost it from inflation, right? If I have $10 million, I can actually do something and make some decisions that are a little differently. So I'll tell you, when I think about my real estate business and for the agents listening, when you have a bigger business, you can't say, oh, how do I make payroll for my admin? You can actually make marketing decisions where you go, oh, my 360 marketing plan is going to have a Facebook ad buy, maybe a billboard, maybe a magazine, and you can actually be a strategy versus I need to make sure I hit payroll for my admin. That's two different levels of businesses, right? And to your point, I did have a little bit of cash because I came from corporate America. So I was making a pretty good living, right? So when I started in real estate, it wasn't like, oh, I got to buy a sign. As we all know, it's expensive when you first get in the business, right? Oh, wait, I have to have SEO for my website. I got to have a person pay for my website. Also, I wouldn't do any of that again. If I was going to do it all over again, I actually would join a team uh, versus actually creating my own. If people really had to think about it, I think I've even heard Gary say he'd be a buyer's agent if he had to do it again. And I believe that's true because your income opportunity is could be off the charts with no exposure and no risk. Yeah. And no expenses, really. <laughs> So, exactly. and that's awesome. So what I'm taking from that is you, and I watched that same uh, uh, episode on Netflix that talked about billionaires, where I think the quote was, is, you know, the first hundred million is like very difficult, but the next like 10 million is inevitable. It's just going to happen because of compounding, right? And having this switch in mindset to ownership and equity, which is also a switch from being a technician to being a manager. So you mentioned this idea of like, you know, the technician in our game, they do all that stuff. They pre-qualify, they prospect, they go on the appointments, they get the contract signed, they put an MLS, they do all of that. 
And right out of the gate, like your initial kind of thought process was, well, no, like I'm, I'm not necessarily overly interested in being the technician. I want to build a system and I want to be a manager of that system. Is that right? For sure. And back to you talk about all the different companies. I also realized if you go through and I teach also at the University of Arkansas at their business school, real estate, which is kind of fun. We look, there's about 26 different jobs or people that are involved in a transaction. Start going through in your head, title companies, insurance. I heard a stat most recently that said $66,000 of commission is at every house sale. So think about it. Us as agents, we go, oh, wow, I made my 10 grand, right? But no, let me think about, let me make you think differently. You actually lost 56 grand, right? Because you didn't get the full 66. So when I started realizing some of these things, I said, how do I meet the client where they are? Versus being a technician, how do I always say yes? And this is something I thought about. COVID actually helped some of this. Is when a client came to you and said, hey, I'm thinking about maybe selling my house. We're tied on mortgage. You know, my spouse or partner lost their job. What if you ask a different question? What if I helped you refi? See, as agents, we're thinking about what the position we are to be able to help them buy or sell, not meeting the client where they are, right? So for instance, with one of my mortgage companies, we were able to save a client $5,400 every year. Are they going to come back to me for real estate? Of course, right? See, we're asking different questions. How do we help people and meet them where they are? And I think if you look at large companies in the world, Amazon, Costco, Walmart, what are they doing? They're meeting customers where they are. Walmart doesn't own 12% of TikTok for nothing. Do you think the, the board members are around and just said, you know what? TikTok is awesome. I watch it eight hours a day. No, they didn't. They didn't even know what it was. They thought it was a TikTok probably, right? And here's the thing, right? It's like meeting customers where they are. And I think that's something we need to think about in business and in real estate. Yeah. And this idea, which I think is becoming increasingly more important as we have very sharp elbowed, very well-funded competitors pushing into our space. So there was a woman who um, used to work for Gary uh, for like maybe three years and her job, she was young, right out of college, was to go into the marketplace, find technology, bring it back to him so he can learn about it. Because Gary's smart enough to be like, hey, it makes sense for me to have somebody to do that for me. But now she works for a company called Modern Ventures where they invest in private equity in those companies in the tech space, right? But when I had her on the podcast, uh, we were having a conversation and she said, Aaron, um, you can't own the technology. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, like that time has passed, right? Like they've already founded those companies. I said, okay, so what's the play then? She said, well, the play is to own more pieces of the value chain. So she's like, well, I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, let's say there's a race. And at the beginning of the race is a contract sign. And at the end of the race is a sale. And all these people get paid in between. And before the race starts, what's happening? Well, they're interacting with these all these things online. Fine. Then at the end of the race, what's happening? They're interacting with those same people online. Great. So the goal is, is to own more pieces of the value chain. And that's what you're describing. So instead of thinking, uh, I can only service you when you're ready to buy or sell. It's like, no, no. I can help you to refinance. I can help you with my land snake company. I can help you with this. And now I'm vertically integrating, right? And making up for any compression and kind of net that we're seeing in the real estate business. Is that, is that accurate? A hundred percent. You know, and even if, you, if you're new to the business, because I know you have agents all levels, right? They're going to say, you know what? Well, maybe I'm not ready to own an insurance company yet. Here's the thing. Think about it differently. Still partner with someone, have someone that you're in a relationship with, 
a preferred partner and say, client, I'd love to help you. Let me connect you with Aaron, you know, Billy, Steve, whoever it is, and make those connections. Then they're always going to come back to you. And here is one of my ahas too. In 2019, people say, oh, you're growing. Your businesses are growing. I have a friend of mine that's looking to get a job. Do you know anybody? And they always thought, and I, I get it. I feel like a resume a day. What is Gary and a lot of large business people talk about their biggest opportunity is it's talent and people. So wait a minute. Now I'm getting a resume a day because I'm helping people, right? And I'm able to help place them somewhere else. But now I get first look at talent to maybe put in my own companies. And here's the difference. We always say, oh, I have a, a listing manager role open. And all these resumes come in. And I think a lot of people go, oh, they don't fit, fit the listing manager role. I don't need them, but they're talent. Well, just so you know, if you're already thinking about your business five years from now, you go, oh, I'm going to plug them in here. You capitalize and you get them in your world. And maybe you start something faster. That's what else talent has helped me do. Maybe I wasn't going to be at 12 companies or whatever we are today, but talent has helped me do that. It's pushed me along to go, oh, this is what I was building. So right now, a lot of people are the next four weeks are going to be doing their 2022 planning, which we can't even believe it's already 2022, right? If they're smart, now my first year, I'll tell you, I know you have, like I said, all agents at all level. January 1, I said, okay, I'm ready to start my planning for the year. Just so you know, if you're listening, please never do that because in real estate, especially, you're 90 days out, right? The average person looks for 10 weeks online before they purchase, right? So you're already in Q2 uh, before you even start your year. You're way behind the eight ball, right? Always, always start in October. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. And I guess my next question is, as it pertains to this vertical integration, based on what you're sharing with me, it really seems as though a lot of people imagine that by staying small and staying a technician, that that's safe. But in fact, the opposite is true, that by getting gigantic and being huge and having multiple expansion teams and owning multiple and being vertically integrated, that's what actually uh, serves as a barrier and protects the kind of castle, so to speak, because now not only do I have lots of talent that I can spread around to all my different companies, I'm vertically integrated. So I'm making up for any compressions of net or anything that's happening. Um, yeah. And I'm just positioning myself to be able to compete at a high level with some of these other people that are pushing into our space. So my question to you is, so you're doing this, you're five years in, you think at a high level and you're continuing to expand. What do you see as the major changes that are happening in specifically in the real estate space? Because I know you're aware there are some big changes that are taking place. For sure. Uh, one of the changes I was thinking about is, you know, teams weren't around before, right? So think about this, think about large companies. And this is somewhere where that business acumen comes in from, from corporate world. So say a Yankee Candle, for instance, say we have a marketing division, we have a sales division, we have a logistics division. In real estate, when you're one agent by yourself, you're all of those things. So to compete today, think about some of the teams that you see, maybe you're going on a listing appointment. So me and somebody that's one agent, not saying I'm going to beat them, but how nice is it when I say an appointment, oh, great, our marketing department is going to do this for your listing. They'll make sure that we have SEO for the website and that's all taken care of. And that's part of our division. But you know what? You, get, you pay the same price, client, right? What are you going to do? Back to your example, look at Amazon. Did they just start selling books only online? No. What are they doing today? You can buy and do almost everything you can in the world, right? They were evolving. So back to your question about real estate, 
I think people are evolving the way they did business, right? I think tech, I think social. And I think too, like now we traditionally go, oh, let me wait for a house to be listed. And then I'm going to get my buyer in that house. Here's something I do today. This is a small little tip for people is I ask for the business. So Aaron, you're my client and you need this million dollar house. It's got to be in Miami Beach. You want three bedrooms. You want all these things. And maybe you've searched the whole MLS and you find nothing. I actually do video and I get on social and I say, hey, friends and family, my great client, Aaron, him and his family are looking for this house. It's a million dollars. And I ask for it. I end up getting about five pieces of business back to me saying, hey, we haven't decided if we're going to sell or not, but what you're explaining is exactly what we have. Is that a listing appointment? That's the way to do real estate today is tradition. People really want to help other people, right? And they want to be involved. They really want to be people. If they're not an entrepreneur, they're not in real estate, they want to be in the game. Why do you think these shows, HDTV, all of these millions and millions of followers and dollars, right? Everyone wants to be a million dollar lister, right? So how great is it when we say, hey, I need help. This is what we're looking for for our client. And I get five pieces of business. I had most recently where we said we need one story. Here's the funny thing is I had three people say, hey, we don't have one story, but we have everything else you need. We're thinking about selling in January, right? Is that a listing appointment? So do the math. If I said Aaron was looking for a million dollar property, which is one of the examples we did, right? So five pieces of business, right? Just say you landed three of those, right? You didn't have Aaron's uh, conversion rate of 100%. You had a normal agent's, right? You landed three of those, right? Say you got 3%, right? We're talking about 90 grand, right? You just made 90 grand by one social media post, right? And I think back to agents also don't have the financial thermostat, have never made that in their life. You know, most agents make 36 to 46,000, right? Because they think, oh, and I'll tell you, maybe you're going here later or your question, I'm gonna keep running with this. Also, I would, I would add this, it's back to work. So I actually like corporate America. I show up to our office every single day. If you work with me in my life, now it might look different. I might go on nine, 10 appointments, but they're different. Maybe it's a recruiting appointment. I'm at a podcast with you, whatever it is, but I'm in the office every day. There's not many days I'm not in the office. First one in, last one to leave. Most people see this job as an entrepreneur and they say, you know what? I'm going to work one day a week. Tell me you haven't earned the right to do that. Now, there'll be an opportunity where you can control your schedule and you can do that. You haven't earned the right. Yeah. So it's like, and that's, I appreciate that because I think that a lot of folks imagine they might have seen of what you've done and they're like, oh, well, my whole goal and objective is to create a team so I don't have to work. Right? right. Versus like what your mindset is, is like, no, like I'm working each and every day and in every way I can to serve the people that are on my team or on my teams. Right. And I guess my question to you is, so what do you think it is about the whole team concept? Because as you mentioned, the average real estate agent makes between 30 and 40,000 bucks a year. And my MLS system, there's 20,000 agents and only a hundred do over 20 million in volume. So you have very small amounts of the population do the majority of the business. And then you also have these kind of uh, people that perhaps let's say they like list at high volume, but they don't they can't really wrap their head around like the, the, the team thing and really get that off the ground. So what do you think is uh, like the biggest challenge for those types of agents who do good business? Maybe they do 50 to 100 deals a year. They're primarily a listing agent. Uh, they're still a technician in a way. They're still doing a prospecting, things of that nature, but they just for some reason, that transition is like super difficult. 
abundance mindset. They are, they want the whole grape versus half a watermelon. And I think that's the difference, right? So if, if, uh, Jerry Jones, right. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm also a dolphin fan, but Jerry Jones has just done it bigger and better than anybody almost. Right. If he said, Hey, do you want 5% of the Cowboys or do you want, um, a small team where you own all of it? Right. And I think that's the difference all day long. We would take 5% of the Cowboys, but in our own business, we say, you know what? I want to keep all the commission. Well, you personally can only do so much, right? So imagine if you had specialists back to football, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a football fan, right? Does the quarterback also, does he play safety? Does he, the kicker, is he the punter? Would he do all of that? Well, not at all, right? He might be an amazing quarterback, but he can't catch. How many times do you see those plays where they attempt to do the trick play where they hand it off and the quarterback goes out around to the end zone. And he drops it half the time, right? That happens all the time. We're like, Hey, it was easy. It was in the bread basket, right? Because it's not what they're good at, not what they've practiced and they've trained every day. So if a list agent is very good, closes listings, right? Well, go ahead and hire the other piece and have abundance because what if you went on more listing appointments, right? Because you had time, you actually would make more money and we get in our own head in our own way. Here's another thing is what we're doing today, maybe we're very successful at that. And I've, I've learned this and figured it out. I've seen things in my life. We all have death. Uh, you know, car accidents, people, things change, right? If I lose my legs, I lose my eyes, something happens. When you're a one single person that's just earning a job, you're not setting yourself up or your family for a future. And that's something that I, I never want to happen for my wife and my two girls, right? I want to build something that's passive and works way beyond dad, right? And I think that's important too. When you're just listing and listing and listing, there's going to be a time market changes, technology changes, and you're not ready, right? Your business falls half, right? What if you had these other things going and that supplemented your business? That's something I'm looking at all the time is kind of these levers, right? Is my levers, I might have my insurance company might be doing phenomenal, but maybe mortgage is sliding a little bit, right? Because it's so crowded. Everyone's trying to do a refi, right? Well, great. It's almost like a mutual fund. What do mutual funds do? They invest in different stocks, right? And I think a lot of us can realize that concept, but not in our business in our own world. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm just taking notes as we're speaking. So, you know, this the the team uh, provides leverage because if something was to happen to Mike, people are still doing deals and we're still being compensated. Um, it also, you know, really that vertical integration piece allows me to compensate where if, if things may be happening, right? And then also this idea of like abundance where my, I can hoard all the opportunities myself or I can share them with other people. And by sharing them with other people, we can actually all do more together. And it was interesting because I know at Mega Agent Camp, Gary went through like the different models where he's like, all right, well, you could be dependent, you could be independent or a team. And I know he was very careful. I heard, I watched him. He's like, uh, I don't want to like sell you and make you imagine that like, this is the only way to do it because if you want to do it the other way, you can. At the same time, here are the benefits. And to your point about competition is that it really seems as though based on what you're sharing, that if you don't have some sort of team, whether it's an administrative team, because you could, let's say, perhaps be that listing agent and just have like listing coordinators, transaction coordinators, and a marketing person. Uh, if you don't have some sort of leverage, the truth is, is moving forward, you won't be able to compete as far as the service that you provide. Is that right? For, for sure. You know, and I don't want to say, you know, uh, anyone listening, I don't want to say, oh, you're a single agent. It's not happening. Now there is obviously 
niches and I think some luxury things. There's some things, but just, just think about it. Name one other business where one person does it all at a high level, right? I, I don't care. Name any person. Like think about the largest corporations in the world. They have a board. And here's why they have a board, right? And it's probably diversified board on purpose. So for instance, if you're Walmart, use them as an example, right? They don't just sell guys deodorant and only in Florida, right? They sell all over the world, right? Different cultures, different people. The way people consume things is different, right? How you take in information. That's why they have a board to bounce ideas off each other. And also I'll tell you why I started a team is I don't like being alone. I like to have fun and I like buddies and I want to have a good time. So in real estate, why not have a good time, right? Think about anything you do. Why grind by yourself all the time? So for me, that was part of it too. I want to be around people. I want to have fun. I want to have a good time and I want to bounce ideas. So if, you, if, if you're doing something one way for five years, are you going to get any better or be challenged or be any different? I want people in our company and organization to say, just so you know, there's no levels. We do our best to be no, no leaders, if you will. We're all one team. Easier said than done. There is times where I have to make decisions, right? But when I have all the information and I ask for it, if you're in my world all the time, what do you think? What should we be doing, right? And challenging people to let them think to also have buy-in and be part of it. If it's their idea and we implement it, we all win, right? I think that's also another piece that you think about is retention. I think a lot of people are going through that now. Corporate taxes were just due 915. So a lot of people have done their taxes and they're going, oh, I could have made twice as much. I've heard that in the real estate world abundantly all the time, right? But they're thinking differently. They're thinking of this as an expense or an income, not an investment. See, I'm in it for a marathon. Back to what your person was talking about the race. I'm in a marathon, not a sprint, right? So if you want to at a high level, you want to have a gross income of a million dollars a month, right? Some people would say that could never happen. Well, if you put your mind to it, it can always happen. Why not $10 million a month, right? And then what can you do with that? I want to always be able to meet people where they are and donate any way I can. In 2020, we said yes to almost every person that needed a donation, either whatever it was. Now they said, hey, I need 20 grand. We said, we won't meet you there. We say yes to you. You know, maybe it was five grand, four grand. We gave 60,000 to charity in 2020. And let me tell you, in 2006, I only made 29,000. So which would you rather be in a place, this year our goal is to give 100,000, right? So think about that. That's something a driving factor is me, is we got to have profit. We got to have a large team to be able to give at that level. Yeah, that's awesome. And you see that as a mechanism uh, to accomplishing that goal and objective. So, so moving forward, I know you got big plans and you're thinking big. So where do you see yourself or where do you see the business or, you know, the lines of business five years from now? Yeah, great, great question. Um, if we made it this far in five years, also our brains are like rubber bands, right? It's already stretched, right? My financial thermostat is already 10 X, right? Or hundred X, right? I, I easily see us, you know, being in 25 locations. Uh, I see us doing a billion dollars in real estate, maybe even, I wouldn't say we're going to own a lot more companies. Here's one thing. If I had to give, I don't want to seem like I'm saying everything's uh, roses, right? Let's tell your audience, we failed a lot. You know, we've closed businesses. I would, I would challenge people. I probably didn't close businesses fast enough. Your pride and your ego gets in the way. You're like, oh, I launched this. It's going to do well. It's going to do well. It's going to do well. Shut it down faster. You know, 
But I think we're going to go deeper in those businesses and deeper relationships. And then you talked about the other guests you had on investing. We want to be able to invest in, in some things. And I think I started telling you before, we actually created our own item. We invented an item. And I would have never thought in a million years we could do that, right? So just putting our mind to it. It's a real estate sign, which seems very easy. I heard Mark Lore. I don't know if you follow him, uh, the guy that's going to own the Timberwolves with Alex Rodriguez. He actually uh, started Jet.com and sold it, I think, for $5 billion to Walmart, right? He actually is creating a town. I don't know if you knew this. He's building a city. Think about this. Let it set in for a second. Building a city. Picture Miami, New York, Scottsdale. He's building a city. If that's not thinking big enough and you can't, you know, if someone can't say, oh, I'm going to create three companies, there's a disconnect here, right? We got a guy thinking about building a city. So I, that sets into me saying about, and I didn't directly answer your question in five years, you know, we're still thinking through that. But my point is I'm, I'm reevaluating that October 14th, we're doing our 2022 planning is this set in a guy's building a city and I'm talking about doing another hundred units next year, right? There's a disconnect. And that's what I'm challenging myself and our team and our business, right? Is why don't we tell everyone in 2022, we can donate a million dollars, right? What if I fell short and it was 500,000? That would still be phenomenal, right? So that's where I'm challenging myself in that five years place. But I think providing more opportunity in our world too. I think a lot of large company owners, they're getting wealthier. I want to make sure anyone in our world makes over 75,000. That's a big, big goal of ours. I heard a, a podcast with our, our, a lecture with Jay Papazon, which you know is an amazing author. And he said, money isn't happy. There isn't a happiness meter on money, but he, the study said 75,000 or more means you can put more things in a target basket. That has sat with me every day, all the time. Imagine if everyone in my world made over 75,000. What would that look like? They started donating. They started giving, right? Yeah, that's awesome. And I love how your idea about like expansion, where like he's building a city. When you said that, it made me think about Elon, who's sending pedestrians that aren't like, you know, actually trained astronauts to space. And like, that's crazy. And then we're just thinking like, oh, I want to do like a few more deals. It's like, no, I need to expand my concept of what's a lot and what I'm, what I'm capable of. And I keep hearing this reoccurring theme for you about contributing, whether it's contributing to others, whether it's contributing to your team members. And I think that that's, uh, that's one of those clues that success leaves. So listen, man, I appreciate you. If people wanted to find you, if they want to connect with you, if they have any questions, if they want to send you referrals, how can they, how, how can they do that? Yeah. And, and thank you for that opportunity. I might, if it's okay, and we talked about it beforehand, September 30th, if this, if this launches, if not, we can get on the recording afterwards. We're going to have a huge event. Uh, we're expecting over 10,000 agents. It's going to be on Zoom. So we meet you where you are, which I love, right? We have over $4 billion of real estate production going to be in one day. So all of your listeners, what do you think something like that would cost regularly, right? Most people, $6,000, $5,000, you know, $500. I feel like in real estate, and a lot of things of entrepreneurs, it's expensive, right? So I challenge all of us to be able to give back. So it's only going to be $15 for anybody to join wherever you are and hear $4 billion worth of real estate experience. I think the collective unit count is over 4,000 units. And we're talking in one year of business, right? That these people are going to pour into you and they're going to tell you all about how to grow your business, how to 100x your business. 
and that's going to be on September 30th. That actually would be more important to me if we shared that to everybody because all of the money is going to go to KW Cares and helping disaster relief. Hurricane Ida, all these things are happening, fires in California. We need to give back, right? So $15, that's two Starbucks, right? You can definitely, definitely do that. And you know what? If you're thinking about someone getting into real estate, how many, how many of you have friends, and I do too, that say, I'm thinking about getting real estate. Well, this is a great thing to go, hey, I paid your $15 for you. You should come listen to these people. It's going to be Gary Keller, Mark King, over 22 people that do amazing businesses and they're just going to pour into people. Uh, so I would pump for you guys. We'll share that link out uh, to your listeners and your audience. Love that, man. Well, listen, Mike Dooley is the real deal. He comes from a place of contributions, doing awesome things. Appreciate you taking the time to be with us today and I look forward to reconnecting in the future. Awesome. And I, I need to get my voice better like yours. It's kind of smooth, man. It's kind of like, you know, <laughs> you, you were radio in your old life. I love yeah, it. Man. I'm a trained professional. So I appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yep. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.